Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,477. This week we've been celebrating the La Jolla Concorde Elegance. It takes place April 19th, 20th, and 21st in beautiful La Jolla, California. You can learn a lot more and you can buy tickets to attend this event at thelahoyaconcord.com. I hope you're there, I'll be there, and I hope to see you. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in beautiful, well, it's a little cool, and some rain's coming, Temecula, California, with a very special guest by the name of Alan Taylor. Alan, welcome actually back to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Absolutely. We are in the center of wine country, and we are headed out. All right. Well, have some fun. Now, for very long-time listeners here on Cars Yeah, you'd have to go all the way back to December of 2015, show number 394, to remember when uh, Alan was on the show before. And back then, he had a, a restoration business that we'll talk about. But since then, he's retired, hanging out in wine country, enjoying a life. But he is still involved in the car world in many ways. So we're going to talk about that. But I have to ask you, Alan, as a retiree, what is it about retirement that kind of surprised you once you kind of got into that groove, which is a hard groove to get into when you've been running a business like you did for so many years. But what was a pleasant surprise about retirement for you? I'm busier today than I ever was in my business. (laughs) I hear that from everybody. (laughs) Why do you think that is? Well, You have more time to look around and see the world from a different um, viewpoint. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like looking through two different pieces of glass. One piece of glass is uh, is colored green and the other one is colored blue. And then every once in a while you you get a glimpse of through a clear piece of glass. And that's retirement. Retirement is looking at it through a clear piece of glass Ah. and you begin to see the world around you for what it really is and what's important and what's really not important. (laughs) Well, that's very cool. Well, I love to hear that evaluation of it. So thank you for sharing that with me, uh, enjoying the fruits of your many, many years of labor. Let me give you an introduction, and we're going to talk about your involvement with the La Jolla Concours. Alan Taylor is the awards co-chair, designer, and maker of this year's La Jolla Concours de Elegance Awards. Very cool. He's still building things. He retired from a 55-plus year career, almost 60 years, uh, and a business that he had built that was titled the Allen Taylor Company. It was a full-service automotive restoration business specializing in European and American models from the pre-war era through the 1960s. Allen and his team worked on just about every kind of car you could ever imagine. Exotics like Alfa, Aston Martin, Evian's Voisson, Bugatti, Delage, Delahaye, and many, many other great marks. Their reputation for creating award-winning automobile masterpieces with a focus on detail and perfection was known worldwide. You've seen his work on the Concord lawns from Pebble Beach to Amelia Island. His his motto back then, which I think probably still stands, was the impossible we do immediately, miracles 
take a little bit longer. Alan is also a member of FIVA, which we'll learn a little bit more about in just a moment. So sit tight, sit back, we're in the wine country, enjoy the view, and we'll be right back in just a moment. Are you ready to take charge of your financial future? Then let me introduce you to Capitalize Your Finances. It's an online course designed to empower you with the knowledge and tools for mastering your money. This course will help you lay out the ins and outs of budgeting, the importance of emergency funds, investing strategies, and how to plan for a secure retirement. All this presented by financial planner Chris Paniotu. Chris has developed this course to help you effectively navigate your world of finance, with confidence. Stop stressing about money and start taking control. Enroll in Capitalize Your Finance online course today and pave your way to financial success. To learn more, go to capitalizepodcast.com slash courses, or better yet, go to the Cars yeah website show notes page for today's show and click on the link under Capitalize Your Finances. You'll be glad you did. Do it today. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. Their talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. Hey, guess what? Some of you regular listeners will remember back in 2019, I created uh, 10, 11 shows called Cars Yeah TV, where I went to some fabulous locations of past Cars Yeah guests, and we did a TV show about it. Well, they're up on the Cars Yeah YouTube channel. So go check it out at YouTube. Just type in Cars Yeah, and the shows will be there for you to enjoy. I hope you have fun watching. Alan, we are back. So I'd like first, before we get into these awards... I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the past because it's been so long since you've been on the show. Uh, let's start with how did you get into the automotive restoration business? Was this something that was just in your bloodstream your whole life or did it come a little bit later? Well, pretty much in my bloodstream. My father was an old world craftsman. He was an automobile upholsterer. And uh, my brother and I grew up in the trade. So we were upholsterers as well. My brother was the educated one. He went off to college and got a degree in, in something or other, and then <laughs> came back and <laughs> came back and did upholstery work. I didn't go to college. I just uh, I was a uh, wild, screaming Southern California teenage hot rodder. <laughs> yeah. And all I could think about was going fast and looking cool. <laughs> that was in the the fifties and sixties, and I kind of graduated from hot rods to sports cars in the early 60s. I used to go to the, the races with my brother and some of his friends up at Riverside the, at the uh, Los Angeles Grand Prix, which was held on a race course in Riverside, California, where I saw all these sports cars from all over the world, the Maseratis and the Ferraris and the... Um, Aston Martins, I would guess. Yeah, Aston Martins and Oscar and uh, just a, a world of cars. 
And I was just absolutely enthralled by their style, design, and speed, and handling capability. So I sold my hot rod, and I bought a Morgan. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I got into um, rallying and um, the speed events and found that it was really a lot of fun. And from the Morgan, I went to a Seattle. Ooh. And yeah, and several other cars along the way. But anyway, the Seattle was kind of the uh, premiere of my sports car e- events. Uh, the Seattle had a, had some engine problems. And I blew the engine, and when I blew the engine, why I decided that uh, I was going to get married, and so I sold the Seattle for sixteen hundred dollars. Oh my. And I got married. Yep. <laughs> there you go. 45 years later, my wife and I are walking through a, uh, a Concorde d'Elegance, and there's my old Seattle. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, my gosh. No. And the car had, um, the car had just recently sold for, for uh, about a million five. Ouch. And wow. so I took a picture of my wife beside the car yep. so that she could always remember what I gave up to marry her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing stronger than the allure of love. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, you know, I'll tell you something about Seattle's. I was on the lawn at Pebble not that long ago. And maybe it was pre-COVID. You'll probably remember this. And there were some Seattle's there. And I walked up. To a past guest of mine, now we've since lost him, but his name is Tim Considine, and he was standing next to a blue Seata, and I said, Tim, how you doing? And he said, I'm just reminiscing, this used to be my car. And it was a car <laughs> a car that he raced back when he was uh, on the My Three Sons show, and he, asked to, he had to race it incognito because his contract said that he couldn't do such things, so he, we would sign up as some other guy and go race this thing. And was telling me all about it. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, David Smith, who lives up here in the Northwest, he had a beautiful blue Seattle that he restored that he took to the lawn and drove in the uh, the tour there at Pebble Beach. So those cars are really fascinating because everyone was a little different, as I recall. They were. They built just enough of them to um, qualify for racing Mm -hmm. as a production vehicle. Nice. And um, I think they sent about. 50 cars to the United States. Wow. Yeah, and that's, that's a pretty limited amount of cars. Yeah, for sure. But they were a fabulous car. They had Didion suspension, two-liter Fiat V8, which in my car's case was taken out before I bought it and swapped for a 283 Chevy. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a, <laughs> that was a screamer. Yeah. That was kind of a crossover between hot rod and sports cars. Kind of like a, when you think, kind of like a Cobra or an AC. Very much. In fact, funny story. I used to pull up to stop signs and people would stick their head out the window and say, what is it? Mm-hmm. And I'd say, it's a Seata. A what? Mm-hmm. A Seata. A what? Yep. A Cobra. A Cobra. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah, well, well, tell me about how you started your restoration business. Well, when I worked with my father, he would get cars in from other countries occasionally to restore the interiors in them. And I would work with him on those interiors. 
And I always had a great passion for antique, anything old. And I enjoyed it very much. So when I decided to go into business for myself after a relatively short career in, the, in aerospace, I had uh, had an opportunity to do a little bit of, of restoration work on some cars. And I found that to be very pleasing and fun and enjoyable. And it was just kind of a natural transition. In, oh, in about 1979 or 80 is when I really started getting into the restoration and doing full restorations, not just interiors. I had a restoration shop, uh, just a very small shop, and it just gradually grew and we moved around a little bit and finally uh, settled back down into San Diego again. And that's where everything really took off. And about 1990, I started Allen Taylor Company, which was strictly a restoration shop. And we restored uh, both American and European cars. And I had a good friend who really got me into the um, European cars big time. And he brought me several cars to restore uh, or to partially restore. And um, I found it I found it so exciting and interesting. And he brought me my first Bugatti. That was very intriguing. I found that um, it was just an absolute mechanical marvel. And I loved every, every minute that I spent on that car. I did such a good job with that particular Bugatti that I had other people start bringing me their Bugattis to work on. You would think in San Diego, there would not be very many Bugattis. Mm-hmm. Well, there weren't, but they would ship them in from the East Coast and one customer out of Seattle in particular. And it just uh, grew from there. Just started snowballing. Yeah, just yeah. started snowballing. Wow. Eventually, I was going to Europe uh, two or three times a year to buy parts, go to swap meets and and buy part and cars and meet with customers. And that really um, set me off on a completely different path into the Concor industry. I saw what it took and I started understanding more and more of what you had to do in the restoration of a car. And it was to bring it back to its original condition not over-restored, which we did an awful lot of, but to put it in the condition that it was in when it was delivered to the customer new. And that required a lot of research. It required undoing a lot of things that were done to the cars over the years. And it required a set of skills that are difficult to come by in the United States. Thus, I imported a couple of guys from France that um, did a, a marvelous job for me. But it's fun. It was fun. It was exciting. Uh, I love the Concours. They're beautiful. They are exactly what they say they are. It's a field of beauty. Yeah. Uh, a Concours of, of elegance, a field of elegance. 
Well, and that's something that you've not strayed away from. You're still involved in many Concours events. And I, I, I touched on it earlier. I wondered if you could explain your involvement with FIVA, F-I-V-A. And I'll let you say the, the French name of that because I'm going to butcher it. But Federation International Day, you say the rest. <laughs> of Vehicles Antique. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so FIVA, explain to the listeners that aren't familiar with FIVA what exactly that means. Okay. FIVA issues an identification card uh, very similar to a passport for a person. Uh, and it backs it up with lots of research and identity and, and um, description of the vehicle. It's essential for racing in Europe. Uh, anytime you want to transport a car from country to country, it's, uh, it's, it's essential to have a FIVA card. Otherwise, you go through an enormous amount of headaches and problems of, and paperwork. And the FIVA card gives you kind of an edge up in that respect. Uh, it's internationally recognized uh, as being an authority on your vehicle. Ah, oh, got it. Okay. Cert- certificate of authenticity, if you will. Uh, pretty much, yes. It's not really a certificate of authenticity, but it's a certificate that that says we've looked at this car and we are reasonably sure that that it is what it claims to be. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, I want to talk a little bit about La Jolla Concord because I've been pro- promoting that all week. You were fortunate enough to have a business in San Diego. That's where I grew up, a beautiful part of the world. And uh, you said you're still living there. I'm living up here in the rain in the Pacific Northwest. I think you're the smarter guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I need to retire and go back to San Diego. But I want to talk about La Jolla Concord because you've been involved with that event. And I spoke on Monday with Michael Dorvier, the chairman. He said, Alan's been involved with this event longer than anybody. Your involvement goes back to the beginning. Is that right? I got involved, I think, in the either the second or third year mm-hmm. when it was just a local car show. And it was a lot of fun, but it was a lot of difficult work. They wanted it to go from just a, a show and shine to an actual Concorde d'Elegant. And so I helped them with that, with cars, customers information and uh, it started growing and developing into what it is today and when michael dorvier came along why he took it up to the next level and has has really made a an extremely fine show out of it laurel mcfarland of mcfarland promotions has been with it i think since the first year and laurel has been the designer director and promoter of the show itself has made it a West Coast event a must go to. Yes. Yeah, they've done a spectacular job. They make the event so unique and so different. And I've been going since almost the beginning because it's homecoming for me. I grew up in La Jolla and we used to have picnics on the Scripps Park there, Ellen Browning Scripps Park that yes. overlooks the ocean. Yes. I learned how to body surf at Boomers there and learned how to swim at the Cove. And so I feel like I'm right back at home. So I always look forward to coming down and being a part of the show. And This year, as I mentioned in your intro, you are the awards co-chair. And what's really fascinating here is you are designing and making the awards 
for this year's event. Is that right? Yes. All of my life, I have done metal sculptures, a variety of, of types of metal sculpture, all the way from junk art to uh, lost wax. It's something I enjoy. It's, uh, it's relaxing to me. And in years past, it has been a supplement to my income. Now I do it primarily just for the, the fun and enjoyment of doing it and for the La Jolla show. So I've been producing the corporate awards, I think, for, for about 10 years. They've turned into some really interesting, unusual, and unique uh, sculptures. So to win a corporate award at La Jolla is a big deal. And to get a one-of-a-kind trophy that is truly a, a lovely sculpture is, is very nice. And they are very much uh, valued uh, among the collectors. Very cool. Well, this year, you know, last year, that lineup of Duesenbergs is going to be hard to beat. But this year, they've got so many great cars coming. Uh, have you been privy to some of the cars that are coming? And if so, are there a couple vehicles or classes that you're really looking forward to seeing? No, I, I'm not. And um, uh, a few years back, I decided it was my time to step back away from the general planning the selection committee and all, and all the rest of that and focus strictly on the artwork for the show. Sounds like you're having fun. Yeah, I am. And, uh, you know, that was about the time I decided to retire. And um, there are other people that are more qualified and more efficient than I am to help run the show. But I do a nice job with the artwork and uh, I enjoy it. And I can do it um, at my own pace. Part of the uh, joys and freedom of being retired. So <laughs> sounds like that's right. Sounds like you created a great life for yourself. Well, we're into 2024. Will there be some other Concours events that you hope to attend this year? I don't know. We'll just have to see how things go. It just all depends. I just finished. Um, I finished the the two best of show trophies for the. Uh, motor car cavalcade uh, down in around Miami. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I think that's happening. As we speak. As we speak. Is it this weekend or yep. next weekend? Uh, I believe it's this weekend. Okay. I had some folks from that uh, event on the show and uh, no doubt was spectacular. Well, you have, said, have had such a like life and you're making the best of retirement and still staying involved. And I can't wait to see you and to see the awards that you've created this year again uh, at the La Jolla Concours. I'm really, really looking forward to going. Uh, now, I have to ask, in your leisure time here, do you enjoy books? Because I always like to ask my guests if there's a great book they might recommend. The books that I would buy today uh, would be cookbooks. Okay. Does that become a hobby of yours? Uh, no, not really a hobby. Just that uh, we have, my wife and I have always enjoyed cooking and we taught our children to cook. And um, when it's uh, holiday times, everybody's in the kitchen cooking as a family. Two of my daughters, my, my only two daughters, are both uh, professional chefs. Wow. And... Um, and our authors and have cookbooks out on the uh, in the market and have have done extremely well with them 
my uh, my son uh, is is not a professional chef, but he loves to cook and he loves to bake, and he's he's the baker of the family. Nice. Yeah, he lives what he refers to in baking heaven. <laughs> anyway, he lives in Europe, so oh wow, he okay. is in he's in Italy and France, and he lives in Belgium. Wow, and uh, surrounded by little mom and pop bakeries, and then <clears throat> he just uh, he's loving it. It sounds like it. If you could email me your daughter's cookbooks, I'll put them on your show notes page with links to for people to buy. Is that possible? That would yes, that would be very nice. I appreciate that. I do that on, on all my shows, and I'm told by the many publishers that I support that I do sell books for people. So that'll work nicely. Could you leave us with maybe some parting words of inspiration when it comes to the La Jolla Concours or to cars in general, collector cars? The La Jolla Concours, it is one of the most extravagant, phenomenally beautiful set of parties that you will ever go to on one weekend. The whole weekend is just absolutely breathtaking. And I can't think of any place in the world that is a more beautiful setting for a Concorde d'Elegance than La Jolla, California. It is just spectacular. So for those of you who are freezing your backsides off and want to get warm, you don't need to go down to Florida. Uh, come to San Diego and enjoy the Concorde d'Elegance at La Jolla. And we will see you in, in April. And the wildflowers will be in bloom. And if you want to take a couple extra days, that's when the desert is in bloom. And you can, in 60 miles, you can drive from La Jolla to the desert. It's a 60-mile trip. And you can round trip it in one day and see breathtaking beauty in the desert as well. Oh, and as you're going from San Diego to La Jolla or San Diego to the desert, you can pass through the snow and build a snowman or throw a snowball or two. Absolutely. You can surf and go to the desert and see the snow all in one day. So it's all in one day, <laughs> all in one day. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Brago Desert is just absolutely stunning uh, that time of year. So again, everybody, you can find out everything about the La Jolla Concours at LaJollaConcours.com. It's April 19th, 20th, and 21st. Alan and I will be there and we hope to see you as well. Alan, thanks for taking a pit stop with me, sharing your perspective on the world. Congratulations on your retirement. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the La Jolla Concours. Thank you very much. And you have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks, my friend. Here at Cars Yeah, it's all about inspiration. And our charity of choice is Tech Force Foundation, where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives. Tech Force helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive, with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. Tech Force awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education, and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions 
of these careers. Auto techs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.